listening to The Big Album Show with Paul Dillon and Dan O'Neill. How's it going, folks? Just a quick message to let you know we had a few technical difficulties when recording this podcast, so at times the audio fidelity might not be as good as it usually is. But bear with us and enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to The Big Album Show. I'm Dan. And I'm Paul. Thank you so much for joining us on what is a very special episode. Can you believe it? It's our 10th episode. Wow. Thank you all for your support so far. If Thank you're you. joining us for the first time, please go back and listen to some of our past episodes. We have episodes on the likes of Sinead O'Connor, the Manic Street Preachers, OREM and Ash, to name but a few. And the thrills. On this episode... We give the debut record from The Strokes, the big album show treatment. It's called Is This It? And it was released in 2001. Can you believe, Paul, that's 20 years ago? It was recorded in New York City with producer Gordon Raphael in March and April 2001. And the band strived to capture a raw garage rock style sound that was not characteristic of music at that particular time. So, Paul, tell me this. Have you any hot takes about this interesting <laughs> album? It, it's, it's easy to have hot takes on, on The Strokes and it's easy to have hot takes on Is This It? Because there's just so much to say about them. I mean, this was a band, Dan, this is a band that you could quite, it's quite easy to say they changed the course of modern rock history. Massive influence on bands who followed, such as The Killers, Franz Ferdinand, Kaiser Chiefs, you can't blame them for all of that, but you know, they're responsible for some of it. Hugely influential band, the Cooks, um, band, you know, bands like Kings of Leon, so many bands owe so much to the strokes because they managed to sound like a whole lot of bands who went before, but also they were incredibly original in terms of what they did. And that originality, the proof of that is in the bands who came after them, who sound like them and who reference them as a huge influence. Is This It an incredible album, a real gem, frequently features on people's lists of not just one of the great um, debut guitar albums, but one of the great guitar albums of all time. Um, And it's not hard to understand why. When you go back and listen to it, it is just a little shot of perfection. And one of the great things is that it's a great nostalgia album because it's all about being young it's about having fun it's going it's like it's about going out there having a good time and you can see that in the videos uh for the for the songs uh, on the album for the singles on the album so i mean i mean when you mentioned giving it the big album show treatment i mean all i can say is it's a pleasure to go back and revisit this album it's like finding an old friend or even better than that finding something that you know is is just a it, 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 it's an album that you can listen to again and again and again. And the great thing about The Strokes is they're still producing great music. Um, you know, won the Grammy for their last album, uh, The New Abnormal, great album in its own right, great singles off it, great videos, great style. And this is one of the hot takes that I want to make about The Strokes, Dan, is that they're not just massively influential in terms uh, of music, in terms of bands, in terms of guitar music, but also in terms of fashion, in terms of clothes, and in terms of appearance. I mean, you could argue that they've kind of invented the skinny jeans for our generation. Now, you don't want to blame them for all the skinny jeans, right? But if you cast your mind back into 2001 fashion in Ireland, you know what was big? Flares. So if you thought that skinny jeans were bad, you'd want to see flares going around in the Irish weather, getting wet and saggy at the bottom, 
Um, so, so they had a huge influence on fashion. Um, looked great, sounded great, and the whole kind of top man kind of fashion, you know, the skinny jeans, the skinny uh, ties, the skinny jackets, all of that heavily influenced by the Strokes. And of course, they themselves had this really cool, uh, really, you know, really uh, chic kind of um, vintage uh, appearance. And it came out of, you know, uh, vintage shops in New York. And, you know, just a great, great looking band and a great haircut, it has to be said, right? You know, and, and never let it be said that we want to be too kind of, um, you know, only just about appearances here on the big album show. But I mean, what a great bunch of haircuts that they have. I mean, they still have great haircuts, but they had even better ones back in 2001. And I mean, I, have my, I myself, Dan, you know, I tried to have a Strokes haircut, uh, you know, back in 2001. So another thing that they are at least partly responsible for. Um, but, you know, if just a fantastic band and you could have sparred, they made you, you listen to this and it makes you want to be in a band. That's how good they are. Um, so is this it? And remember, no question mark at the end of is this it, but is this it? Just a fantastic album. Um, and you just can listen to it again and again. Well, I, I never knew you had a, a Strokes haircut, but I knew you were you were well known for pulling a few Strokes in your time. But uh, I tell you, G- Julian Casablanca, he said he wanted the band to sound like a band from the past who travelled into the future, and uh, I think you, you can you can really get that from the music. You know, when I think of this album, I think of a particular sound, a sound that only kind of sounds like the strokes you know yeah. you, you you hear the, the the first sound of the drums at the first sound of the guitar and you think to yourself this is the strokes i think of a warm hazy garage rock feel with upbeat guitars and julian casablanca's croon and his voice he always sounds uh, slightly distorted and it, it makes it sound edgier and more visceral than it could otherwise. And, you know, to get that sound, he did interesting things. Like sometimes he sung into a microphone connected to a small practice guitar amp that a teenager might have in their bedroom. Um, and that was then captured by another microphone and then compressed by, by the producer. So it had this real kind of homemade feel and, Casablanca said he wanted his voice to sound like your favourite blue jeans, talking about the jeans earlier on, Uh, not totally destroyed, not frayed around the edges, but worn in and comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a very good summation of the sound, isn't it, Dan? Because it it sounds very raw and very natural. And I think the album was recorded in quite a short period of time. Um, and I think it was mixed more or less there and then and on the spot. And you can, you know, th- there's nothing overproduced here. It just it sounds like a little shot uh, of perfection. No bad track on it. Um, and of course, the presentation, as you referenced, of the band and of their of their art and so on. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, and- here's it. Here's it. Here's it. Just a hot. I'm just going to interrupt this. Yes, this, this, this show for, for a moment with a hot, hot take fact. coming in, is it? Hot, hot take, take incoming. Hot take. Incoming, yeah. Right, so. We should have a new know, sound for that. Yeah, we should. We'll, we'll insert a kind of a jingle here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know Albert Hammond Jr., right? Yes. Well, when you hear this, his father, most people are aware, was a, a, a songwriter. Yes, indeed. Wrote many hits. Yeah. But one of the songs he wrote what is very near and dear to Irish people. It was made famous by none other. You're really building this up. This had better be going somewhere now. Famous by none other than the bell Joe Dolan. And what, what song do you reckon it could be? 
Um, Go on, what's your favourite Joe Dolan song? What's my favourite Joe Dolan song? Give us, a, give us a few bars. It's not the it's not the really famous one, is it? The good looking woman one. It's not that, is it? Bang on, you got it in one. You're you're yeah. Go on, sing it. How does that go, Bob? Um, what it goes? It's like, oh me, oh my. You can sing the next part. <laughs> you make me sigh. And then he goes, "You're such a good looking woman." Really high like that. <laughs> Oliver, our, our three listeners have just turned off the podcast <laughs> when they heard us sing there. But look for people who aren't familiar with Joe Dolan. Some or for of people our, who are still listening after that. Yeah, listen. But Joe Dolan, he he he's massive here in Ireland. Sadly, no longer no longer with us. But I mean, you cannot go to a wedding or an occasion without hearing the song. You're such a good looking woman. It's it's gas to think that Albert Hammond Jr.'s dad wrote the song. That's fascinating, Dan. I had I had no idea. I mean, that genuinely that genuinely is a hot take because I had no no idea um of that. And you know, just to say, Joe Donald, great singer in his own right. And I mean, if you listen back to something like Joe's '90s, which I'd be familiar with, and you probably remember that as well. Covered song songs like you know from Blur, um, Pulp, and other bands that were huge at the time. And, you know, he, an incredible singer at his own right and a bit of a Mullingar legend. Um, so that's a fascinating one. One of the great Irish tunes and that connection directly to the Strokes. And I mean, I suppose, Dan, it, it, it's, you, you know, it's a very interesting thing. Another great Joe, Joe Strummer. You can hear the influence of, you know, people like Joe Strummer, uh, The Clash and like that kind of garage band feel. Remember Joe's lines, that famous line, where are a garage band, we come from garage land. There is that kind of rawness, that kind of garage sound from the strokes and they did something very inf- interesting with their influence didn't they because they kind of i mean they, they they said this you know publicly that they a lot of the bass tracks uh on is this it were you know heavily influenced by the by the cure and if you listen to a lot of the later uh strokes music you can you can hear the cure very clearly you've also got uh, lou reed on there so in the same way as the, the strokes influenced uh, so many bands and artists and musicians that follow them they were really heavily influenced uh, by a big bunch of rock and indie legends. You can hear a Britpop sound on it. You can hear English bands from the 60s on it. And they just get all that together. And, you know, they make this classic album back in 2001. And, you know, th- there's absolutely nothing l- not to like about this album, but there's a hell of a lot to like. Um, and it just, it's a, it's a real gem. And I think to know what it is to love it. You mentioned earlier on that like the album sounds really raw, and in fact, it it it, it sounded so raw that uh, someone in the U.S. record label that, that 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 the band were on RCA when they heard the early cut of the record, uh, they said the recording sounded unprofessional and that uh, the producer was ruining Julian's voice and killing any chance the band had of a career. Uh, how long? How wrong was uh, that particular person? But when 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 That's I like goddamn record of, company isn't it? Goddamn record companies again. <laughs> it, it reminds you of like Decca when they rejected the Beatles. When I think of this album in particular, right? There's one thing that kind of that 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 comes home to me, and it's the the kind of rhythm of the the the, the album. So first of all, you have this kind of metronomic drumming that is so precise and fits into the grid so well that it sounds raw yes but it almost as well even though it's a real drum kit it sounds almost like an electronic drum machine and um, it sounds so mechanical and um it uh, apparently the, the 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 way the drums were recorded was quite simple very old school very few mics used uh, to give it a, a retro feel but because the drumming is so precise uh, it sounds almost like a drum machine and almost every single song on the album is based 
and the idea of a repetitive rhythm based around kind of a four qua- you know quavers or as Americans might call them eight notes so it's like a you know one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and um, so do that again you know one and two and three and four so when you think of the album you, you hear the drums going but then the the strange thing about this album is it's not just the guitars that that sticks sorry the drums that sticks to the rhythm also the guitars regularly stick rigidly to that kind of rhythm so it it it's it makes the sound quite unusual yeah and i mean look dan i mean i could hear you doing that all night you know just doing the whole album with your tongue um it's it's just great you know and i i agree with you you know i mean i could not uh, agree with that with, with everything you've just said i mean you know when, when you think back on on the album when you listen to the album again i mean there's so many standout tracks but I'm, like, I'm going to take issue with a lot of the hot takers out there on julian casablanca's advice right now because it comes in for a little bit of stick and you can hear people kind of moaning about how to do it live and you know all of this and it's got to be said that the strokes in addition to being a great band and having producing you know, is this it? And a whole heap of other great records, including their last one, which you know won a Grammy, the New Abnormal. Um, it, it's they're a great tr- uh, live band. Um, and if, if if you don't believe me, just check out the evidence. Go to their performance, two thousand and eleven, and Reading, the Reading Festival in, in in the UK, and listen to the listen to the listen to the way uh, Julian sings and and the stage presence, his charisma. Uh, check out their two thousand and six performance in Oxygen again. You'll get all this online. A great live band, great presence, great charisma, and Casablanca consistently delivers this very, very good, raw and original vocal. And I mean, there's just not much that you can. There's a very, very little uh, you can say to criticize this band, but there's so much about them that really brings out for me what kind of rock and roll music is all about. It makes you. Uh, it, 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 it's just there's just so much to recommend. Uh, the Strokes and is this it? Um, and, you know, as I said, it, for me, listening to this album was like getting to know uh, an old friend all over again. And even better than an old friend, it was just something that you could use to connect with your past. Because a lot of this is about going out and having a good time. And you can see that in the music videos um, and tracks like New York City Cops. There's that kind of rebellion. But all the time, it's a kind of a su- suggestion of a performance. And, you know, there's a suggestion that this is a band that's very conscious of what they're doing, very aware of what they're doing. So songs like New York City Cops, hard to explain. Is this it? Uh, the, first, the, the title track and the first song on the album, uh, Soma, all the barely legal, all these great songs um, that, you know, really remind you of being young. And, you know, there's, it's, it's a testament to a, to, a, to just a great band who um, I, I think, you know, I've never seen them live, but I can't wait to see them live. I mean, when they come back to Ireland, Dan, we got to go there. We got to see these guys. I think they're a great live band. Um, and as I said, there's not much to fault about Is This It. Another hot fact for you, Paul. Go for New, it. New York City Cops. Did you know that it didn't feature on the American version of the album? And uh, the reason was because the album was due to be released in September 2001. And obviously we had 9-11 in, 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 uh, in the United States. And the band decided that the lyrics of New York City Cops, uh, you know, was a bit insensitive given the context. So they decided to take it off the CD version of the album in the United States. But also another difference. It, in the it album, was on the CD version, though, here. 
It was. It was. It was on the CD version here. But another difference in 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 I'm the not sure uh, if I made the tape. But it was on the CD. <laughs> <laughs> another difference in the album here in Europe compared to the United States was, of course, the album artwork. So the album artwork here in the United States was referred to by Casablanca as the ass picture. So it's a picture of um, a woman wearing a black glove, placing it on her buttocks. Can you say buttocks in a podcast? I, I, I hope you can. Uh, it was, it was, it, it, the album uh, artwork was uh, photographed by a photographer called Colin Lane, who staged an impromptu photo shoot with his then girlfriend as she exited the shower. But uh, Casablanca wanted to, to, to change the artwork eventually um, to a picture of a subatomic particle tra- um, in, in a bubble chamber. Um, and he told the band's manager, I found something even cooler than the ass picture. And the cover for the US version was eventually changed to the new image, um, in part because several shops in the US refused to sell the album um, due to the nudity on the original cover design that we're also familiar with here in Europe. Um, the yeah, hot takes are coming out left, right, and center tonight. Blind, Paul. Right, you know, and, and, and interestingly, you know, it was it was released at different times, wasn't it, Dan, mm. in different parts of the world. I think Australia went first for whatever reason, um, and then it, it, it was released at different times in, in back in 2001. Um, and, you know, an interesting thing about this band is you referenced New York City Cops. They, they, they're, they're a band who do take up um, some political themes and political causes. And it has to be said that the Strokes are what we might call solid on the issues. Big Bernie Sanders supporters um, and, you know, shifting the not just shifting fashion and appearance and clothes and shifting the world of music, but helping shift the world uh, of politics. And I think for that. Uh, you know, what's not to like about that as well? Fair play. Great to see them doing uh, that and keeping the causes that are close uh, to their heart uh, going. I mean, I think they're, they're backing um, a very progressive uh, candidate for mayor of New York. I think her name is Maya Varley. Um, Ma- sorry, Maya, Maya Wiley. Sorry. Um, a, a progressive uh, candidate for mayor of New, New York and they're playing benefit gigs for her. And, you know, I, I so again, I mean, a very interesting band and. Um, I'm going to just do a quick rundown of my favorite tracks then on the album. I mean, one of the things about this when I went and listened back to it was I found it hard to remember what was a single and what wasn't a single because basically every track on the album could be a single. They begin with Is This It? And I like the way they begin with Is This It? because it's not the fastest track on the album. In fact, it's the kind of the slowest track on the album. So it's kind of conventional to put the slowest track of the album maybe at the end. They start with the slowest track on the album. Um, and it's a very, very nice way of hooking you in. So Is This It? for me probably gets my third favorite track on the album. It's a difficult one for me to do this because I, as I said, I could kind of put any of the tracks up at the top, but I would probably go, is this it? Um, I love Hard to Explain. I don't know if people recall back in 2000, back in the early 2000s, there was loads of different versions of Hard to Explain going around, including this kind of mashup with Christina Aguilera. Do you have a recollection of that? Dan? I do. I have a vague recollection somewhere that I've suppressed into the subconscious, <laughs> but uh, they, they, I'm, I'm having they, flashbacks now. There used to be this kind of mashup with Genie in a Bottle, and if you went to it, like there's a, there's a you know a few uh, kind of I'm not going to call them clubs, but pubs in Dublin, and you know where they'd have that late night indie kind of set, and it was just a standard. Um, so that gets my, uh, you know, that probably gets my my number two. 
I, I love um, Last Night, uh, which was a big single on it. And it's just a great, it's a very celebratory sound. It's uplifting. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a track that, again, it's very, very familiar to people. Um, but for me, it just gets my number one. It's a good time tune. Um, and for me, it's the kind of the essence of that album. Um, love the guitar. Love Junior Casablanca's vocal on it. Love the drums. Um, and great drums and bass throughout those tracks. You know, they're really, it's like, there's a really solid basis uh, to the Strokes music. And you can hear that on their live shows as well. Yeah, man, I, I to be honest with you, I could have picked those as my as my top three. I had the same problem as you did in terms of picking out three from this album because there's just so many good tracks. Like, is this it? As you, you, you definitely agree with you there. It's it's a hundred percent one of my top three three tracks. And um, apparently, the, like the chorus came about because. Uh, Casablanca was was trying to come up with a chorus for the song. They didn't have one, um, and when they went in to record it, he just said, "Look, I'll wing, I'll wing it. I'll, I'll figure yeah. something out." And uh, he came out with, uh, "Is this it? Uh, this is it?" Um, which uh, is gas, really. And apparently, like if you, if you listen to the album, the lyrics on the album are are generally simple. So. During the album session, um, Casablanca was known for making up albums at a whim without consulting the band. Making um, up lyrics at a whim, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, making up lyrics at a whim. What did I say? Albums. <laughs> making up albums at a whim. Well, that too, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but uh, l- l- lyrics weren't, weren't weren't so deficit, uh, d- definitely. <laughs> We, and 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 the the, the bassist uh, Nikolai said he'd often wonder what Julian was actually going to to, to sing. He just makes shit up um, all the time in the studio. Um, so so you you can you can kind of see that here. Um, another song then I would pick is Sunday. I think Sunday is a beautiful song. The, it it has a beautiful melody. Um, there's a female singer called Julia Jacqueline who does a wonderful slowed down version of the song that really brings out the melody that I'd recommend people listen to it. It's it's really good. She did one of those tiny desk concerts and she did a cover of this. Really, really good. And when I listen to the lyrics, it, it looks to me that he's kind of looking back on his younger past from the perspective of being embroiled in the rat race. He's saying, you know, I'm working so we don't have to try so hard. But there's also... Uh, and an escapism with his cry of you know I'm not wasting no more time um so I think someday is a really really strong song really well crafted and I, I think it's a sign of a of a well crafted song when different artists can take it and and make it their own and it still holds its kind of validity as a as a quality song and then another song I would pick is uh just so many I could pick I could pick any of them but I'm gonna go with uh uh last night like it, to be honest it's a toss-up between hard to explain and last night but I'm gonna go for for last night um if you listen to the opening of of last night by the strokes and then you listen to the song by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers American Girl it's almost identical and in a in a 2006 interview with Rolling Stone uh Tom Petty himself, uh, God rest him, um, commented, the Strokes took American Girl. Um, there, uh, there was an interview that took place with them where they actually admitted it. 
that made me laugh out loud. I was like, okay, good for you. It doesn't bother me. Um, which I think is a great, a great uh, way to be. And in fact, it, it, it bothered, bothered Tom Petty so little that the Strokes were actually invited to be the opening act for several dates on his tour in 2006. Um, and it, 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 I, thinking back to the album when it was released, like last night seemed to be uh, the, the, the big song yeah. off the album. But uh, yeah. I know I'm not allowed to pick four, but I'm going to throw in Hard to Explain as well. And the reason is, funny enough, it actually um, went higher in the charts in Ireland than anywhere else in the world. So it went to number 16 in the UK, um, but in Ireland it actually went to number 10. And it opens with this kind of rhythm that sounds like uh, kind of like, a, I don't know, a, a choo-choo drain or something. Um, but... It's it's just really really cool, and uh, I think you know Casablanca's vocals on that track are probably some of his best vocals on the album and in general. You know, totally agree, Dan. Um, on on that and on, on everything else that you said, and of course, I mean the Strokes you referenced. Um, Joe, Str- um, sorry, you referenced Tom Petty. Uh, Joe Strummer was a fan. It, uh, um, men, it's very hard to find people out there with a bad word to say about. The strokes and one of the things i love about them is that they they've had a little bit suppose what you might say mixed um uh, sort of career since is this it you know sometimes critics maybe pan on the albums a bit though i loved their second album um room on fire and some great tracks off that um but one of the great things is like everyone loves a good comeback and their first album in seven years new abnormal released in april 2020 amazing album great tunes make sure you check it out if you have it i mean bad decisions what a fantastic song brilliant uh video as well to go along with it make sure to check it out it went it only goes and wins a grammy um and you know fantastic uh everyone loves a comeback so so you know fair play to the strokes <laughs> well done lads <laughs> but you know not only have they won a grammy but you know for me when it comes to giving our our um marks out of 10 I'm going to give them a big, very healthy nine out of 10. No marks deducted for any fault on the album. It's pretty flawless. Not so uh, keen maybe on on their fashion trend of, of the skinny jeans. Some of what that did wasn't always good. But listen, it's a fantastic album. If you're not familiar with it, many people are, of course, very familiar with it. But if you're not familiar with it, make sure to check it out. Is this is no, is this it? No question mark. And what do you think, Dan? What do you go for out of 10? Yeah, I, I love this album. It really takes me back to to some very, very happy memories. Um, and I, I'm going to give it a, an eight and a half. Um, and the what? reason I'm giving it an eight and a half, not not no, it, I I love it. I could give I could easily give it a ten out of ten to be honest with you. I just love every track on the album. But I'm going to give it a, an eight and a half for this reason. And the reason is, as you mentioned, like sometimes people diss some of the later Strokes albums. I actually love every Strokes album. I think they all yeah, have 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 terrific songs. Um, and 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 each one of them stands stands you know stands on its own, um, so like uh, far from this being the kind of peak of the Strokes career, it was a fantastic beginning. But as you say, it's a it's a career that is seems to be kind of almost beginning again with their, yeah. their latest album. Brilliant, brilliant band, incredible musicians, incredible uh, songwriters, incredible fashion icons. Um, ah, they they have it all as a as a as a rock band, um, incredible band. 
totally for 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 once we totally agree, Dan. And of course, I mean that's one of the problems, isn't it, about bringing out a brilliant, amazing first record. You're nearly always going to be judged against it, um, and you know all the tracks, all the the the, the Strokes music is fantastic. And um, so is this is t- almost twenty years old. Happy world, happy record day, everybody. Make sure to support uh, your local record store. Um, and, you know, thanks for your support for listening to this podcast. Please remember, like, share, give us any comments on the Big Album Show on our social media pages. And uh, it's been a pleasure, Dan. Thanks, Paul. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Big Album Show with Paul Dillon and Dan O'Neill.